0: Hi, man. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and this is the Bedatitudes Podcast, Episode 12. We're continuing our reflection on the Bedatitude, Blessed are the Dads Who Hunger and Thirst for Righteousness. Now, we talked in the last uh, podcast, uh, Episode 11, about what this means to our relationship to our Heavenly Father and how this calls us to be his sons. And in there, we talked about righteousness really requires us to get a mission, to have a sense of what our whole healed, godly, grace-filled selves actually look like. That doesn't mean that we have to flog ourselves to be perf- perfect tomorrow and we have to do it all on our own, right? It just means that we know that we're called to be Insert virtue here, more respectful, more compassionate, more communicative, more generous, more loving, more present, more whatever those qualities are that enable us to function at our best and be the husband that our wives need us to be, our wife needs us to be, and, and the, the, husband, the father that our children need us to be, um, you know, and really reflecting on on every, on our interactions with our wife and with our kids and saying, you know, how can I be? my best self here? What would that look like? And, you know, it might take me some time to get to that place, but I'm using those experiences with my wife and with my children to reflect on what God is calling me to be. You know, um, God called me to this marriage and gave me this particular woman, uh, not because he just has a warped sense of humor, right? But because by learning to respond to her and to the children that we have together, um, in ways that challenge me to grow, I'm actually responding to God's call, to God's voice speaking through my wife and through my kids saying, hey, Greg, I need you to be more of this. And and when I reflect on those virtues that I might be lacking or uh, that I want to grow and, and expand on, you know, I'm really listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit counseling me in what path he wants me to Used to grow in holiness in my home, so you know it doesn't. Again, it does. It's okay if I'm not perfect. It's okay that I struggle to live out those virtues. But if I'm aware of them and I'm doing my best to lean into them, and like we talked about last time, um, even getting a coach, whether that's you know if I have the kind of relationship with my wife that allows us to have that mutual accountability, or I am in support group or a counselor or my pastor, um, you know, getting that kind of support to help me really reflect on those virtues on an ongoing basis and. Um, and continue to grow in my hunger and thirsting for righteousness to be the son that God wants me to be, the father that my children need me to be, and the husband that my, my wife needs me to be. But let's talk about that relationship with our wife and what does it mean to hunger and thirst for righteousness in our marriage? Uh, the first thing it means is, is to really, uh, to lead by example. You know, I, I, I'm i not, I can't be the person who's constantly scolding my wife and, and making her feel like inadequate because she didn't do this right or she didn't do that to my expectations. And I'm disappointed in her this way. That That's not hungering and thirsting for righteousness. I might have high standards, but that's not the same thing as righteousness. Righteousness refers to the right order that comes from having healthy, holy relationships with God, with myself, and with others. Right, and 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 being a perpetual scold is not healthy. Uh, it, it's not righteous. It just it makes me a jerk. Right. I have high standards, but uh, I'm kind of I'm kind of a narcissist about applying that. So I have to lead by example, you know. And it's by doing what I was just talking about, you know, using the interactions with my wife, using the interactions with my children, using the interactions I have with everybody. To just really ask myself prayerfully, you know, God, how are you calling me to be in this situation? You know, really the prayer, Lord, how can I respond to this situation in a way that allows me to be my best self and brings out the best in the person I'm working with? So I'm praying throughout the day, you know, as I'm interacting with my wife, especially because we'll focus on kids in the next one. But, you know, as I'm interacting with my wife, you know, Lord, help me know how to respond to her in this situation, especially this frustrating situation, in a way that would allow me to be my best and that would increase the chances that I could bring out the best in her. And I'm praying through that and I'm making that my focus as I'm interacting with her, as I'm as I'm talking to her, as I'm, you know, challenging her in those times when I do need to challenge her. Um, so, but I'm, 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 I'm making myself the, the, I'm leading by example. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm not making you the focus of my hungering and thirsting for righteousness. It's not, here's another hoop you have to jump through. It's, here's how I'm reflecting on what God is calling me to do in this marriage, in this family life. And the more I do that, the more that's going to inspire my wife and my kids to do the same, to see there's something different about him. You know, he, he's always willing to listen. He's always asking what he can do better. He's always, he's always really giving his best. Uh, and he's humble enough to admit when he's, when he's wrong or when he doesn't know what he's doing uh, or, or, or when he needs to learn something from us. And that's really inspiring. That's the kind of leadership that allows the people around you uh, to, to lay down their defenses and really open up to you. And this works, by the way, in the workplace as well as in the home. This is just how we get people to open up by leading by that example. Secondly, um, in marriage to th- hunger and thirst for righteousness means to take responsibility for leading couple prayer. We cannot have a Catholic or Christian marriage unless we are bringing that marriage to God every day and asking him to teach us how to love each other the way he wants us to. You can have a marriage with two Christians in it, but it's not a Christian marriage unless you're coming together to God and asking him to teach you how to love each other every day. You know, all of us have love in our hearts. You know, we all long to be loved. We all have a lot of love to give. But I'll tell you for myself, I do not know how to love in ways that are always loving. Sometimes I'm trying my best to be loving and I end up hurting the other person anyway. Uh, Even when I'm trying to be loving, Uh, sometimes I forget to be loving at all. And I just, I just hurt people regardless. Sometimes I do things that I think would be loving and, and, and for me, and they're not for them. I don't know how to love in ways that God wants me to, and that my wife and children need me to. And marriage is all about learning how to love the way God wants us to. In fact, the Christian walk is all about learning how to love love as God wants us to. I give you a new commandment, a new commandment, love one another as I have loved you. It's not keep loving each other the same way you always have. It's not do what comes naturally. It's, you don't know how to love. So I'm giving you a new commandment to love differently, to love the way I want you to. But we can't know what that means unless we're going to God every day and saying, teach us. So I think I've shared this before, you know, Lisa and I, uh, the first thing we do when our alarm goes off in the morning is we roll toward each other and hold each other and we pray, Lord, help me be the husband that she needs me to be. Help me be the father that my kids need me to be. Show me how to love her in a way that will really make her feel loved and and that would let her know how precious she is to you and, and to me. And and Lisa will do the same thing, where she asks God to help her to be the wife that I need her to be and, and to teach her how to love me the way, the way I need to be loved. Um, it's, it's a beautiful moment, and it's a great way to start the day. Uh, but we keep up that reflection and that prayer throughout the day on our own as we continue to ask God, you know, how to love each other, but, but, you know, leading that couple prayer, taking that time to say, you know what? We don't know. Neither of us knows what God wants. Let's go figure it out. Hungering and thirsting for righteousness means seeking that righteousness that comes from the heart of God, that comes from saying, God, teach us how to put things in order. Teach us how to love rightly. Teach us how to live rightly. Show us what to do. Hungering and thirsting for righteousness doesn't mean that I'm adhering to these 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 standards, these rules, and I'm following them perfectly. It means acknowledging that I don't know what to do and I'm asking God to teach me because God is righteousness himself. And the closer I draw to God, the more righteous my life is. It's not about the law. It's not about the rules. It's about the relationship that I have with God and leading my wife to that relationship with God so that we together can learn what he wants for us. So leading that couple prayer every day, seeking God's will, seeking his love, seeking his guidance on how to love each other. Thirdly, you know, we talked about having our own mission last time, the idea of having certain qualities that I'm trying to lean into that I'm trying to practice certain virtues that I feel like um, God is calling me to exhibit. You know, we encourage our wife's mission in two ways. First by pointing out the good, the things that are good about her, you know, telling her how much we love her, how much we love her intelligence, how much I love her, her compassion, how much I love her generosity, how much, whatever those qualities are that you admire, tell her, look for those times when she shows those qualities throughout the day and, and compliment her. Build her up, help her see those virtues that, that, that are part of her personality that, that you love so much that she might not even be aware of or give herself credit for. But the more you identify those positive qualities and positive virtues and call them out and praise her for them, the more she's going to want to be more of those things. And then also whenever she's in a weak moment and she's struggling, you could remind her you know, you could say, you know, honey, I, I, you know how much I love your compassion or your patience or your generosity or your, 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 your drive, your ambition, your, your, your strength. You, you know that I pointed this out to you all the time. You know, I know you're really struggling right now, but if you could kind of access those qualities, what would you do differently in this situation? You know, what, what do you think God's asking you to do by, by holding on to some of those strengths that I see in you? What would that look like? You're not telling her what to do. You're not solving the problem for her. You're not treating her like an idiot who needs you to teach her how to live. You're you're being a friend who's who's reminding her of who she is in God, who she is in your eyes. And you're inviting her to use those qualities in this new situation where maybe she's forgotten her best self. But you're encouraging her mission not by solving her problems or, or telling her what to do or even telling her who she is. You're, you're, you're helping to encourage her mission by pointing out those positive traits that she has, those strengths that she has on a daily basis, you're complimenting her regularly and, and really affirming those virtues. But then whenever she's having weak moments, you bring her back to those times. You know, you remember, you know, how how I've told you, you know, how much I believe in you, how much I see this in you, how much I see these qualities, you know, if you were going to use those now, if you, if you had, if you, if you could access that wife, you know, that person, what would she do? You know, and you can talk back and forth and helping her really clarify what her vision is, what her mission is, who God is calling her to be. And then finally, the fourth thing that we talk about in the Bedatitudes, Eight Ways to Be an Awesome Dad, is creating a marriage mission. You know, again, righteousness is all about growth. It's all about drawing closer to God. And um, one of the best ways to draw closer to God is to create this marriage mission where you and your wife are really exploring Ways to be God's blessing to others. You know, every couple has certain things that they like to do, whether that's, you know, host people at your home or, uh, you know, play sports or uh, you know, serve at the parish. Whatever whatever those, those things are that you like to do, you know, play music, uh, uh, you know, have a, there's a particular hobby that you share or an interest that you share. You know, bringing those qualities to God and saying, you know, Lord, how can we use them to benefit each other and others? You know, how could we use this to be a blessing to others? And that, that might just that, you know, if you have a particular game that you like playing, that might just involve inviting other couples over to play that game because people need places to go for healthy and godly fun and fellowship. Um, but it could also mean using the, that particular gift that you have you know, for, for art or for sports or whatever as, as, a, as, a, as a ministry. You know, in your community where you're, you're serving others through that gift, um, it could be a, it wouldn't necessarily have to even be about service to others. It could just be you identify certain qualities that the two of you want to work on together. You know, we, we want to, you know, we've been really going through a hard time. We'd, we'd like to be a more joyful couple. What, do we, what can we do to encourage each other to be more joyful? Let's make that our mission. You know, so in addition to both of you having your own separate missions where you identify certain virtues that you want to grow in personally and you're supporting each other in that, uh, having a marital mission means that there are certain qualities that would benefit your marriage that you both want to be working on together so that you can encourage each other to grow closer to each other and God. And that's another example of hungering and thirsting for righteousness. And again, it's not about the rules. It's not about having certain standards that you have to. It's about drawing closer to God and to each other. Righteousness is really about love. Righteousness is really about that, that right order that exists within a loving relationship between God and the people around me. And so when I hunger and thirst for justice and hunger and thirst for righteousness, I'm hungering and thirsting for the virtues that enable me to be a a, a godly, intimate, loving, compassionate man who is in communion with God and with the people who depend on me and who I relate to. Righteousness allows me to have rightly ordered relationships. Uh, it's not about the rules. It's not about the standards. It's not about having a checklist or or cracking a whip. It's about on uh, myself or anybody else. It's about pursuing those virtues that lead to communion with God and all the people in my life. When we get together next time, we're going to talk more about what it's all does. Uh, what hungering and thirsting for righteousness means to our relationship with our kids. But for now, let's focus on this week. Cultivating that relationship with our wife and really bringing out the best in her, bringing our relationship to God, developing that marital mission so that in all things, we are all pursuing, she and I are pursuing a deeper, more intimate, vulnerable, healthy relationship with God and each other rooted in those virtues that make communion and righteousness possible. Don't forget to post your questions in the home builder section. If you are not already a premium member of home builders, we you're missing out on a lot. So we would love to have you. Uh, You can learn more by taking the Catholic home foundations course and get the whole family on board with living the liturgy of domestic church life. And in the home builders forum, you can ask my whole team of pastoral counselors and coaches, whatever you need to be that godly effective father. So check it out. We'd love to have you there, but post whatever comments or questions or insights you have. And we'd love to continue the conversation. God bless, and thanks so much for tuning in for, to this episode of Bedatitudes.